the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Thank you for listening to The Bruce Hooley Show. Appreciate it very much. Uh, I love this city. I have uh, always loved this city. I uh, did not grow up here. I grew up in western Ohio. I remember my first trip to Columbus. It was uh, for the state fair. And I went to Ohio State and uh, started my professional life here. And I always felt like back in the days when they talked about Columbus being a cow town before we had, you know, the short north developed, before we had uh, the arena district, back when the pen was there, back when uh, Buck Reinhardt, Greg Lashutka were the mayors, uh, came here, bought a home in Upper Arlington, made this my home. And I used to marvel about how great Columbus was because you you could land at Port Columbus then, now John Glenn International. You could land at uh, 445, get your bag, come all the way across the city, be home by 530. Traffic was minimal. I'd worked in Miami, Florida. I knew what the challenges of a big city could be like. It was a safe city. It's not that anymore. It's not that anymore. It's not that because of horrendous leadership. We've somehow turned from a city that used to be run by Republicans to run by Democrats. I'm sure there are ways that a Democrat can run a city effectively. It's just that they become so enslaved to the ideology that they can't ever admit that bad people do bad things and have to be punished for doing those bad things in order to protect good people. And the other thing is, is that they've become so enslaved to their uh, identity politics that they can't hold people accountable if the person accountable might get them in hot water with some voting block that they need. Case in point, today, Columbus School Superintendent Talisa Dixon has received a new three-year contract and a raise to $262,520. May I remind you that last year, the chronic absentee rate in the Columbus City Schools was 74% that 14 schools this year had to delay their openings, not because of COVID, but because they couldn't turn on their air conditioning. That we have escalating numbers of fights and guns in schools. And she gets a humongous raise and a longer contract because she's insulated from criticism because that would be a very ticklish situation for the people in charge of her future to say that, oh, a black woman failed at being the superintendent of Columbus City Schools. There is no way to make me believe that she does not get the contract she got because her race and her sex, not gender, gender's garbage made-up designations, her sex does not insulate her from criticism that a person who was not a woman, and was not a black woman specifically, would be spared. It's just a fact of life. You don't have to like it. I don't care if you don't like it. It's the truth. 
There are very competent black women out there to do that job. She's not one of them. She's not. And I'm not going to be imprisoned by your racial, you know, essentialism, which I get it. I know how the game's played. Oh, you said that. Oh, you're racist. And it's not just played here. It's played everywhere. There's a a situation going on in Boston where they have a, an Asian woman who is the mayor of Boston. Her name is uh, Michelle Wu. She's five feet four inches tall. So she's a, you know, a short Asian woman. Yesterday, a demonstrator interrupted a press conference in Boston where Mayor Wu has been under fire because she's put policies in place where if you're not vaccinated, Anyone over 12 years old, 12 years old, if you're not vaccinated or what they deem to be fully vaccinated, you're not going to be able to go into any indoor space in Boston by the middle of the summer. They're giving some special dispensation for if you're under, you know, if you're five years old and older, you get until like certain dates. But right, it's basically we're coming to a time in Boston, even with COVID declining, with mask mandates coming off all across the country, with Democrats finally coming around to the fact that we're going to get crushed in the midterms if we don't. Stop this nonsense. Michelle Wu's not bending. She's requiring, if you want to have any privileges or rights in the city of Boston, you got to be double vax boosted, whatever they deem to be fully vaccinated. So yesterday at a press conference, a demonstrator interrupts and shouts about uh, the American Civil Liberties Union not caring about minority communities, calling on officials to probe criminal cases that involved a former chemist who fabricated evidence in approximately 24,000 cases. So this this protester's not even talking about COVID. But he's yelling, and this is what he yells. Okay, I'm going to read this. You're a political puppet. Why don't you look into it, Mayor Wu? Look into that. You'll find the truth, Mayor Wu. Okay, the woman he yelled it at was a diminutive Asian woman who was not Mayor Wu. So the headlines in Boston today are... That she wasn't even there. The mayor wasn't even there. But she this is indicative. Someone else was mistaken for her. So this is indicative of racism and sexism against her. We have become so hoodwinked in this country into believing that words are violence. That being mistaken for someone else, she wasn't even there. And she's a victim of racism? Let me just clue you in on the reality of the situation. She was not harmed in one tiny, eensy-weensy bit by being mistaken for someone else. If she's a woman of great potential, and I assume she is because she's been elected mayor of Boston. I assume she has great abilities and talents. Probably don't, I probably don't agree with a single part of her political ideology. But it doesn't mean she's not a woman of great talent and potential. She's not harmed one bit by this. And for the newspapers and television stations in Boston to contend that it is, is just a lie. It's just a lie. I can criticize Talisa Dixon, and I can tell you that she is helped by the fact that she's a black female. And that she is not held to the same standard that she would not be if she did not have those two things in her corner. 
but she decidedly does have those two things in her corner. And that is why, it is part of the reason why, the people who are supposed to be holding her accountable for a 74% chronic absentee rate in her schools, and she gets a raise? She gets a raise? you got to be kidding me. That's a joke. Columbus City Schools is a joke. But it's not just Columbus City Schools. I played the audio for you yesterday. Hilliard-Davidson, great suburban district, right? Who wouldn't want to live in Hilliard? Hilliard's a great, a nice, nice suburban community. So they have someone from the Kaleidoscope Youth Center, a pro-gay, pro-transgender youth center downtown, come in and they're giving a seminar to teachers at Davidson High School. And this is what the woman from Kaleidoscope Youth Center says to Hilliard-Davidson High School teachers talking about how they must affirm students who are experiencing confusion about whether they are a boy or a girl. This is what she says to the Hilliard-Davidson teachers. Is it really gender that's the issue? Or is it this challenging idea that, like, I'm telling you that 12-year-olds have this figured out? Right, and that we have a responsibility to trust young people when they tell us what their experiences are and they tell us, you know, what their identities are. You have a responsibility to believe them when they tell you what their experiences are and what their feelings are. You have a responsibility to affirm them in their incorrect beliefs. 12-year-olds who haven't gone through puberty have it all figured out. I ran this by the expert in my home on this, my own 12-year-old today. My 12-year-old who, when anything of an amorous nature comes on a movie in our house, Hallmark movie, whatever, she's very uncomfortable at it. And I said, so you got it all figured out, huh? Your sexuality at age 12. And she said to me, That lady, Dad, needs to spend some time in the seventh grade to find out how immature boys are. Now, Sean in Columbus has a thought on the beautiful scarf that he was sent by our mayor, Andrew Ginther. I cannot wait to hear about this. Hi, Sean. How are you? Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello? Hello, Sean. You're on the air. Hey, yeah. If you take a very close look at the beautiful blue scarf that we all received instead of a $1,000 first thing during the pandemic. Yeah, that's your $1,000 scarf. Yeah, it's actually the skyline of Cleveland, Ohio, not Columbus, Ohio. So we didn't even get a Columbus skyline on our Columbus scarf. Wow. I'll take a look. I have one at home. I didn't bring it in, but I have one that a city employee gave me. I will look at this. And I will be talking to Tom Susie about this at 12.05. And you don't want to miss what Tom Susie found out about how much these scarves cost, who paid for it, and the degree to which the city of Columbus went to insulate itself from criticism on this. So thanks a lot. The city skyline of Columbus. Not on the scarf. Celebrating Columbus. So this is what is going on in our schools. Columbus City Schools are suburban schools. And a friend of mine had a really interesting response to this, that this comment 
from Amanda of the Kaleidoscope Youth Center went entirely unchallenged by the Hilliard-Davidson teachers. I'll share that comment with you. And an update on a teacher who refused to call a transgender student by their preferred pronoun. What happened to them? That's next on The Bruce Woolley Show. If you missed the beginning of the program, I spent a half an hour on this idiotic waste of time word salad from Mayor Andrew Ginther yesterday about his crackdown on illegal guns. Now, listen, I'm not for illegal guns. I'm just saying, if you are attempting to reduce violent crime in the city of Columbus, targeting illegal guns is doing something without doing anything. Oh, I, 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 I build a coalition of community leaders and faith leaders and blah, 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 blah. And we met and we talked and we demanded. We issued press releases. We gave it a nice acronym. It just didn't reduce anything. Cities with America's strictest gun laws. Hmm. New York City. 485 record murder total last year. Chicago, 800 murders last year. Baltimore, 337. It does nothing. Because you know what? Gangs who kill people find ways to kill people. And they find guns because they are not, they are not, as they say on Shark Tank, a product, not a business. No, gangs are business. Prostitution, drugs, financing, if they need to, the purchase of guns. Illegal ones through who knows who. But guess what? If you keep the illegal guns from coming into the city, first of all, you presume that you're going to be able to do something about the illegal guns that are already in the city. And you ignore the idea that they have the money to go buy guns somewhere else. Stupid, stupid do-nothing policy by Andrew Ginther. You can catch it on the podcast. Go to 9890answer.com and look at shows and podcasts and you will find it. Now, Uh, I rail against virtually every day the latest in transgender ideology because I believe it is extremely damaging for kids. I'm not railing against the kids. They are being programmed. They are being lied to. They are being groomed by awful people, awful people, who are perpetuating a lie on our society, and they do it the same way they lay a racist label on you, a misogynist label on you, an Islamophobic label on you. They use labels to back you down and talk you down so that you won't push back against their evil intentions for our kids. You have to stand up against it. You have to. If you don't, this is the last battle that we're ever going to lose. Because if they take the kids' minds away from us, if they get kids to buy into this, then there's no hope for our country. There's just none. Thankfully, there are some people who stand against it. Unfortunately, when this nonsense was being perpetuated upon Hilliard-Davidson teachers, none of them said anything about this stupid statement that 12-year-olds have this all figured out. Oh, gender's a tough thing. But 12-year-olds have it all figured out. No, they don't. They haven't gone through puberty yet. Anybody want their 12-year-old sleeping around? Anybody want their 12-year-old able to make... Any decision of consequence about the rest of their life, like, I don't know, chopping off their genitalia, taking hormone blockers, 
Is that a decision that you're pretty comfortable your 12-year-old is all figured out? That's what Hilliard-Davidson teachers were told by the person leading their seminar. And no one stood up in that room and said, excuse me, I find what you're saying complete nonsense. And here's why I find it complete nonsense. And I get it. I get it. I had friends in that room. And in hindsight, I think some of them feel bad about not standing up. And I'm not going to tell anybody else how they have to push back against this because that's a life decision, you and your family, your livelihood. I get it. I'm in a place where... I have more protection than a lot of people do in radio because of who owns our company and what they stand for. But I'm not naive enough to think that I'll never be canceled or attempted to be canceled. The difference is I literally do not care what anyone says about what I say. And the reason why I don't care is not because I'm indifferent to other people's opinions. The reason why I don't care is because I know who I'm accountable to. I'm accountable to my Lord and Savior. I know what I believe. I know why I believe it. I'll be more than happy to engage with you anytime, anywhere, for any length of time. I know what I believe politically because it's framed through the prism of my faith. You're not going to talk me out of it, and you're not going to convince me that I'm something I'm not. I'm not racist. I'm not misogynistic. I'm I'm anti-one thing, stupidity. I'm anti-stupidity. I'm anti-evil. And transgenderism ideology is evil. Transgender people aren't evil. They're trapped in evil. That's the difference. Homosexuals aren't evil people. They are trapped in evil behavior. That's the difference. So what do you do? First of all, let me read you a text from a friend of mine who was talking to me about the situation in Hilliard. He says, I understand people's concern about job security and worry about losing means of support for their families. And it's obviously easy for me to backseat driver the situation. But if these teachers are the ones we're trusting to care for and guide a large proportion of our society's children for eight hours per day, and they're willing to be silent about this, what does that say about our children's well-being? I think that's a question that a lot of people who are sending their kids to public schools are asking themselves. And that's why I don't send my kids to public schools. We had this discussion at my church, and I was speaking with a friend who I have enormous respect for. He's a very, very smart guy, very intuitive guy, and he's a teacher at, mm, he's a professor at a, somebody's a local university. And he said he's working through this in his own mind. What does he do? He's got transgender students. He said to me that he, his line is calling a biological man by a female pronoun. That is the choice that a Virginia high school teacher, Peter Vlaming, made several years ago. He had a biological girl say that uh, they were a now transgender man and that they wanted to be called by male pronouns. This teacher agreed to call them by their new male name, but would not use male pronouns to refer to them. He accidentally one day called the student she in front of the class the same day the teacher was called into the principal's office, put on administrative leave, eventually fired by the board, 5 nothing. He's now suing the district. The teacher is a father of four, has not been able to find another job, of course, at another public school because of his termination. 
He's seeking a million dollars in damages. He's got lawyers from the uh, Alliance Defending Freedom. I hope he gets every penny. Every penny. But I wouldn't bet on it. So it is a personal decision, and you have to make it. Now, next, we turn our attention to the mayor of Columbus. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.